and I joke about it all the time. I'm like, one of the biggest companies runs these commercials. We've got a trillion dollars under management and 12,000 offices. We don't just hurt people. We hurt people in 12,000 different locations, right? It's you know, They're not doing what's best. They have disclosures on their website basically saying we're going to steer you into mutual funds that give us a kickback and not do what's best for you. They just don't really show you how to find those disclosures. I've got copies of them I can give everybody. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, and I have one heck of a treat for you today. One of my funniest guests turns a very boring subject to me into something just super dynamic, super exciting, and very educational every single time I have the chance to have a conversation with this guy. If you're a long-time listener, you may have noticed a few changes. If you're brand new to Men of Abundance, let me tell you how this works. When all goes well, I have two interview-style conversations, usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And once in a while, I'll throw in a bonus episode for somebody who I just really want to get out to you right away because there's something going on in the world or a conversation that just needs to get out or maybe the information that I'm sharing with you in the conversation is time sensitive. So who am I talking with? I'm talking with other abundant leaders in the community and throughout the world who are living their life of abundance the way they see it and somehow paying it forward in the community and somehow giving of their resources in time, treasures, or talents, or all the above. And just about every one of them is going to share with you a serious kick in the gut moment that took them to their knees. And then we have a conversation about what they learned from that and how they got out of that situation. What are they doing with that information? Are they sharing it with others? What, is it, what has it done for their life? And I share this with you in hopes that you will realize that there is something to learn and something to take away from your kick-in-the-gut moments. In fact, I go as far as saying that you cannot progress, you cannot grow without adversity and without those kick-in-the-gut moments. So you can expect an interview-style episode on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now on Friday, what I just started doing is what I call Abundance and Prosperity Business Mastery. That is where it's just me talking for anywhere from 15, maybe 30 minutes and sharing with you a strategy of the week to help you build your business. And by building your business, I mean generating more profits in your business without spending more money on marketing and without putting more time and more money into your business so that you can spend that time and money where you want to spend it, which is usually with your family doing some leisure time and other things of that nature. And look, I am freely sharing this information and these strategies with you every single Friday. And just because it's free to you does not mean it was free to me. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on this information and blood, sweat, and tears through my own experiences and experiencing this with other businesses. I'm sharing these strategies with you at no cost because the results are predictable and I know how powerful they are. And I also know that many struggling business owners won't reach out and ask for help. And even those that do, not all of them can afford my one-on-one -on -one coaching. But I know many of you can certainly afford my e-learning system. And I share all of that information along with the private Facebook group link and the YouTube channel all on that Friday episode. So make sure you subscribe to Men of Abundance so you don't miss one single episode because all of them are extremely important to your life and if you're a business owner to your business as well. So listen guys, our conversation today with our future guest is based around financial planning, but this is not like your typical financial planning conversation. I am telling you, our future guest is super dynamic, he's super educated, and he knows the craft inside and out, but he's very creative in the way that he does things in his business and the way he delivers this information. He is literally the guy who showed me how to podcast. Just I had John Lee Dumas there as a mentor. Him and I both did. 
but I think he started just a couple weeks before I did. So he knew just a little bit more and just enough to sit down and show me how to actually record, edit, and post my podcast. That was over two years ago, guys. He was episode 005. You can check out menofabundance.com forward slash 005. I have it linked up in the show notes. But um, that's a fun conversation to listen to. This one's an update. Men of Abundance, it is my distinct honor to introduce you again to the Monty Python of financial planners, Mr. Charlie Jewett. Charlie, welcome back to Men of Abundance, brother. How you doing? Yay, I'm back on after, what, what episode are you on? Six million? Yeah, pretty close. Uh, somewhere around there. And you were all the way back in episode 005. It's freaking crazy, man. How have you made it without me? I don't even understand. I don't know. I don't know. And guys, if you, if you, you know, I was talking a little bit about Charlie earlier, but man, I got to tell you, man, this guy is really, John Lee Dumas connected us. Uh, we were a match made in paradise, podcasters yep. paradise that is. And uh, we met up in Hawaii and sat in the front of my truck. And uh, he showed me how to, you know, the basics of podcasting and uh, what he what he knew at the time, which we were both just babies at the time, right? Yep, yep, yep. The blind leading the blind. It was awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I wanted to have you back on, brother, because one, we haven't connected in a long time, and two, you just we've we've both grown so much uh, in our shows as men, as men of abundance, yep. and in our career, in our profession. Um, I've retired, but. You are helping people retire and renovate retirement, which I absolutely love. You know, guys, this is, I have to say this, and I know I've said this before, financial, I've talked to other financial guys on the show, and for the most part, none of them can reach the level of energy and and just the I don't, just the intuitiveness, the way Charlie delivers his show is just amazing. If you have not heard it, you got to go listen to it. But Charlie, what's new, man? Oh my goodness. Um, since you and I talked, you know, two and a half years ago, my life has become so much more abundant in so many ways. And I don't want to share that because like, because of your passion for abundance. Um, I think I was like lonely, broken, hurt going through a divorce. You know, when I started the show, when you knew me and, uh, I, you know, met a woman, uh, two and a half years ago and I basically spent every day with her since the first date. Um, absolutely beautiful woman. Her name is Abby. Uh, we, she's got four kids. I've got two. We've kind of, you know, blended the families as much as we can. Um, I've never had a five bedroom house, but Hey, every kid needs his own room, right? I guess if you're a teenager, <laughs> so we have an abundance of space, right? An abundance of love and relationships in my life. And I mentioned to you when I interviewed you on my show that, uh, you know, Byron Katie came into my life as kind of a teacher. And uh, if you don't mind me pitching Byron Katie, because I just, I feel like a, a missionary for her, Byron Katie, does something called The Work. So if you go to thework.com, uh, you can see a ton of videos of her for free just counseling people. Or if you read her book, um, Loving What Is, I'm on my third time through. I, I, I There's nothing in my life that's brought more abundance and joy and peace than l- looking at the world the way Byron Katie does. Mm-hmm. And I heard about her through Tony Robbins, who we both probably respect and has helped you know tons of people in hundreds of countries. I just, my life has become awesome i mean absolutely awesome and the, the life of the podcast you know my podcast renovating retirement took on a life of its own and you know to some degree it's probably because it's not the same old same old it's not like hey put your money in stocks bonds and mutual funds and hope for the best hey 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 you know, right like everybody hears the same thing from every financial advisor and i took a little bit of a different approach not a, i didn't want to follow traditions i wanted to kind of look at what's true today and, and give people the truth, but I have a, I have an awesome life. So being on a show called men of abundance is totally perfect for me right now. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. And uh, you know, I remember those times when you and I were first talking and we did get personal. We talked about our personal lives and everything that's going on. And it's just amazing to see you in the place that you're in today. Um, you know, you mentioned Tony Robbins. I had the opportunity, part of my whole abundant journey. Uh, I had the opportunity to literally like, almost breathed the same air that Tony uh, breathed (laughs) because I was down on this, you know, right next to the stage uh, at UPW back in uh, Unleash the Power Within back in November. And um, just that whole experience completely validated everything that I'm doing within, you know, the the abundance, living my life of abundance, business and life strategy, teaching business and life strategies and coaching and all that kind of stuff. So it's right in line with, uh, 
uh, you know, with the abundant living that these things, you know, yeah. as we're more grateful for what we have, more comes into our life. And it's not just money, it's more relationships, experience and everything. So uh, how did you and your uh, new amazing lady, uh, how did you guys link up? Uh, we linked up because I'm like ridiculous and aggressive. Like last time I told you, I don't, I, for some reason I only talk to you when I'm like getting in shape and you said you have that effect on people. But last time I, uh, did like a 30 day blast and lost like 30 pounds and got like ripped abs and went crazy before online dating. And then, you know, when I, I, I had not, uh, dated for two years, I didn't leave my last marriage for adultery or for another woman i left because it was miserable and it was over you know mm. i took two years before i did anything and then i was like you know i'm ready and when i'm ready I, I go for it so i got on like six dating sites at one time and was texting back and forth with all the people that were responding and i wrote my profile very purposefully this time to like really let people know exactly who i am so i wrote it very humorously and revealed everything that i like in the world and don't like i said i cook and i don't clean right yeah um awesome the people responded well to that profile. And so I had a lot of people to talk to a lot of potentials and I was actually in Hawaii for about a week and, and had about 10 first dates lined up. I know it sounds aggressive, but I was enjoying texting with them. And one of the things I said this time around is I'm going to look at a larger smattering of people. Uh, cause I had had two failed marriages, right? So I don't want to just whatever funny, funny, funny. The first date I go on basically like, uh, she's, I feel like, fall in love and I, I feel like I'm home when I hug her. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And basically canceled all the other dates. Uh, but we ended up meeting on this uh, uh, subsidiary of match.com called singleparentsmeet.com. How specific mm -hmm. is that, right? right. One-legged midgets who want to date.com. Can we say midget? I don't think yeah, we can yeah, say yeah. midget. But Little people, the, uh, whatever. Yeah, the, uh, what is the, I don't know what the, even the right term is, like height challenged or whatever. Would, yeah, would be, vertically be a, challenged. Yeah, one-legged vertically challenged uh, darkskinpeople.com would be too long mm -hmm. of a domain, right? Yeah. Very niche. Single parents meet. I loved her profile. She loved mine. We go on this date. I feel like I'm totally home. Like I'm in love, like almost instantly. She's like, no kissing on the first date. We're at a restaurant. So I'm like, okay, well, can we just like drive back to your house and call it the second date? Okay, why not? You know, so I got to kiss her. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Nothing like a little semantics, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, she's like the most amazing woman I've ever met. And um, talk about abundance in my life. I basically did cancel all my other dates and have been with her every day for two and a half years, basically, right? Mm -hmm. And you know this. I mean, you can't live a life of abundance if if there's someone sharing a home with you that like you where you have strife. Right. You know what I mean? Where you really aren't supposed to be together and your lives don't match up well or you hate each other or whatever it is. You have completely different goals in life. Um I am not, I don't have any moral issues with divorce at all. Like I'm completely neutral on people staying married and people getting divorces or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I'm very, very familiar with religious communities that believe that divorce is wrong. And, and I've watched people suffer drastically in those communities because they say like this part of the Bible, let's say, is really important. You can't get divorced. But the part where you have to repent and stop hurting each other isn't important. So they just right. continue to hurt each other, but don't get divorced. And that's not the answer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's either repent and stop hurting each other and stay together or separate, you know? Anyway, um, I, my life got really tremendously abundant when Abby came into it. And she brought these amazing kids. And guess what? All of our kids, all six, right? Because they, they come from divorced families, came with the set of their set of challenges and pain and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. But because of the Byron Katie stuff and seeing life differently and embracing reality and saying life is happening for me instead of to me, all of it's good. It's all good. Yeah. It's all part of the abundance. Wonderful, man. I, that is just amazing. Absolutely wonderful. I love the process that you did all that through and being very purposeful, letting everybody know exactly who you, and it wasn't just, it, you were literally letting God and the universe know what exactly you were looking for. And I truly believe that's why it came so fast because you knew in your mind what you wanted and you be, you knew you were the person that wanted to track that. So, And you want to hear an amazing story that like literally gave me chills and brought me to tears when, I, when, I, when we discovered this. But about a year, year and a half into Abby and I's relationship, I told you when I first hugged her, I felt like I was home. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I, I had come home. It was so weird. About a year, year and a half into it, she's flipping through her phone and uh, she finds a picture and she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, here's a picture of, of my children singing at, at this church called Maranatha. And all three kids are in the same picture. She hands me her phone and I see her, I see her three kids 
And all of a sudden, I see my daughter in the same picture. <laughs> Five years before we met. Seriously. I'm, I'm not kidding. Dude, that is, that is, man, I got chills. I know. And I, I was like, chills. well, maybe, maybe I am home. I've been around yeah. this woman. I've been in the same building as this woman. Our children, have those, and I'm looking, I'm like, my daughter and your daughter share a Jack and Jill bathroom right now. And here they are five years ago, standing next to each other singing before either one of us knew we were going to go through a divorce. My goodness. That is amazing. One of the things I want to touch on real quick that you mentioned is the, you know, living in strife in home. And you cannot have a life of abundance while you're living in strife at home. And it's the same. It's not like living in strife at work. It's not as drastic because you don't have to live with the people at work, but you do have to be around those people and, you know, the people in your community because that's your way of income. But that's one of those things that you can change as well. And I want people to understand that because I see the same thing in people that are in vocations that are in jobs and they're working for people that every single day they come home and they're just, they're pulling their hair out or they have the commute and all that stuff. Sometimes you can't get away from that, but not all of them are, you know, everybody's as lucky as I am where I don't have to do, worry about that and yourself. But, um, you know, guys, you can, you can, you're not a tree. You can uproot yourself and you can move on. And talking about moving on and moving into your life, that's one of the things that Charlie does. He helps people get into retirement and do it right and do it with a mindset of abundance and do it with pleasure to where you can enjoy not just the rest of your life, but starting enjoying your life today and into your older years. And Charlie, I'd love for you to share what you're working on now and you know, what you can do for people as they're considering moving into retirement, when they should start, what they should be looking at, what they should be thinking. Yeah. And this, I mean, this is a passion for me because everybody in my family is in education. So there's, you can't get any more close to my heart than education. And I think the best teachers, the best educators take complex things and make them simple. Right. So when I got into this industry and I looked at, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is complex. Like, how would anyone do this? Like there's 40,000 stocks, there's 8,600 mutual funds, there's one and a half million financial advisors, there's all these different ways of me measuring the rate of return. It just, it just was this big, vast mess, right? And then I had been a real estate agent. Well, first, let's go way back. I wanted to be an architect as a kid, right? I just, I like designing and I like global thinking. Wanted to be an architect. Didn't end up being an architect. I didn't end up being an electrician. And as an electrician, we worked from, from blueprints. And the blueprints say, not just to the electrician what to do, but to the roofer and the framer and the <laughs> foundation. And you kind of have to build the house in the right order, right? I, I have, literally, I have walked into homes where the drywallers were finishing and I hadn't done the wires yet. Mm. That's a problem, right? That's yes. not the right order. You want to put the wires right. in first and then the drywall. Or the carpet guys come in before the painting. It just makes it harder for everybody, right? So there's, a, there's an efficiency to global projects. Design it first. And then put the foundation first and kind of do it in the right order, right? But the reason that happened in the construction industry is because people were myopic. They're thinking, you know, put the drywall, put the drywall, put the drywall, get paid, get paid, I'm a robot, right? You know what I mean? They're not, they don't get paid to do it in the right order. They get paid to do a job. So it gets kind of inefficient and messed up. Well, I had been a real estate agent. I'd been a mortgage professional. Then I got an insurance license and then got into financial planning. And I mean, the very first thing I saw uh, as far as like why this is so hard for people is like, no one's global. There's no global advice anywhere. No one's thinking across the industries, like mortgage planning, estate planning, retirement planning, insurance planning, and tax planning. How do we create blueprints? And then what order do we build this in? All you have, Wally, when I got in the industry in 2005, all you really had was you need tax advice, you go to a CPA and they give you myopic tax advice, which is mm -hmm. basically save taxes this year. <laughs> you go to a mortgage guy, they're like, they don't even give you advice for the most part. They're just like, what do you want, right? If you go to a mortgage guy and say, I'm going to put $300,000 down on this house. I want to borrow 200,000 for the mortgage. Virtually none of them in the country are going to say, well, where's the $300,000 coming from? How much interest is it earning? Are you giving up a possible arbitrage? What happens if there's depreciation and you lose money? You put it. None of them are going to do financial planning. They're going to go, <laughs> I got a loan. <laughs> I got a loan, right? They're just selling. Mm -hmm. And if you have any money, God forbid in this country, basically, you're going to go to what's called a financial advisor and they're going to go, you should buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds and gamble for the rest of your life. That's about the extent of the advice. So basically 14 years later, you know, 14 years later, I believe 
our group has taken the entire financial services industry and made it very, very simple. So you ready for the secret sauce? I am. Like the, the end so, results, right? Bring it. <laughs> financial planning, retirement planning, all of this, the management of money, how to be, how to have abundant finances is so simple. It's build it, test it, make it better. We have three models. Build it, test it, make it better. Let's talk about it. How do you build it? How do you build a financial plan? Well, you can build a financial plan without an advisor. And to some degree, you probably should because no one should tell you what type of home you want to live in or what type of body you should have or who you should marry. Those should be decisions you come up with on your own. And then you go look for it, like how I found Abby, right? So how do you build a financial plan? Three types of money. Super simple. The best teachers in the country and the world take complicated things and make it simple. Let me make it super simple for you. How do you build a financial plan? You take the money in your life, your net worth, all the assets you've saved up, and you divide them into three categories. In case accounts, income accounts, and increase accounts. And I don't think you've even heard this because I don't think I had it when you interviewed me last time. Not at right? all. In case income increase. That's easy to remember, right? In case income increase. What is in case accounts? Emergency fund. Like what if my car dies? What if, I mean, I, Wally, I literally had a washing machine and a dryer break in the same week. And I'm like, do they put like little bombs inside of them? <laughs> and like, they're like, hey, the Jewets are due. Their warranty was up 48 hours ago. <laughs> like they blow them up, you know? You got to have some money set aside to fix a car, to fix a roof, to fix um, washing machines, things like that. You got to have an emergency fund, right? So in case accounts. And by the way, we teach people how to go make really nice, beautiful rates of return on their on their liquid emergency money because there's no reason to leave fifty dollars to $100,000 in the bank. It's, the banks aren't paying any money, right? Mm-hmm. So we have answers for that. It's an in-case account. What's well, an income account? You and I were talking about it on my show. You've got a pension. You've got a couple of pensions, right? Mm-hmm. The happiest people in the world are people on a fixed income that will never, ever go away. People love their pensions, right? I know I well, do. You, you can buy a pension today. Most people don't know that you can buy a pension because Ken Fisher travels the world saying that annuities are terrible and you should risk all your money with him and pay him 1.25% while he loses your money. No, that's outdated information. Annuities were terrible in the 70s and 80s, and they've completely changed. You can purchase paychecks today and have almost twice the income you could safely get from a stock portfolio with none of the risk of losing money ever. And the insurance companies have taken away what people hated, which is if you die, the insurance company doesn't keep everything. Your family still gets it. So you get the guaranteed income and the death benefit and no risk. And by the way, some tax advantages. So in case accounts are for emergency, income accounts are very simple. You honestly, you can't really know when you can retire or live a life of abundance on a maybe income based on the stock market. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. How could you ever really settle into a lifestyle and chill out and relax if you know that if the stock market crashes, you're losing a ton of money and you have to lower your income while inflation is going up, meaning you need more income? Doesn't make any sense, right? Income, Income works like this. You and I both like analogies, right? Absolutely. Income works like this. The income part of your portfolio or of your retirement plan where you buy a paycheck works like this. I'm going to ask you, Wally, are cars an amazing investment where every car you buy five, 10 years later, it's up in value? Absolutely not. No, cars are crappy investments. Is that right? Absolutely. Now, do you own a car? I own a couple of them. Like, How many cars do you in your family do you have? Two and a half, because I'm co-signed on my son's car. <laughs> there you go. Two and a half cars. I want to drive the half car. Hopefully, it's the front half so you can steer. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, you guys own terrible investments, so I'm so glad we're having this conversation because you guys are horrible investors. Joke, joke, joke. Right? Yeah. I mean, I have a podcast episode at Renovating Retirement called Why Bad Investments Are the Key to a Great Life. If cars are bad investments, why did you spend your hard-earned money to buy those cars? What do they do for you and your family? Give me mobility. The ability to get around, mm-hmm. freedom, independence. Now, we didn't have Uber and Lyft, right? Those those have made life kind of cool. But imagine not having a car like 10 years ago. You had to go bus or taxi or call a friend, God forbid, right? <laughs> yeah. So you buy this, you buy something that you know is going to depreciate because it makes your life absolutely amazing. My message for the world and what people hear a lot from me is, Gambling in the stock market and having a maybe income and creating a not so abundant life is not the only answer. Just buy a paycheck. Seriously, just buy a paycheck. It might appreciate, it might 
stay the same. It might depreciate, but your life while you're alive will be absolutely amazing. Just like Wally, who's got the military pension, the VA disability, and all this guaranteed income coming in, gets to you know basically be quasi-retired at 50 years old, right? Because of a steady paycheck. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to tell people you're quasi-retired? Oh yeah, they know. <laughs> Give all your secrets away. What <laughs> makes my if you're if you can be quasi retired at fifty, living in a beautiful place like Florida, you have a life of abundance. I think you told me you ride your bike to school with your kid and then go work out. That's who gets to start their morning like that, right? I did it this morning. I told you I walked to the gym, I had a workout, I walked home, started recording podcasts with you. It's an amazing abundant life. So those are the first two pieces. In case income, in uh, sorry, in case income, what is increase? increases what's left over. And why is it safe to try to grow that money? Because you already took care of your income. You already purchased your paycheck. It's literally extra money that you can grow for, you know, health, for long-term care or, you know, health problems as you're older or covering inflation or helping grandkids go through college or leaving as an inheritance. You don't know what you can risk until you've purchased your paycheck. Does that make sense? Right. That little model, the build it, in case income increase, has set so many people free because what's the other option? A big giant portfolio with a million dollars in it or whatever, and you go, okay, that's everything. Sure hope it goes up. And then when it goes down, you're like, ah, right? That model has set so many people free and, and created so much abundance, Wally, that it's become, I become a missionary, <laughs> you know, an evangelist for, for take your money and split it up into three. So it's forget where to invest. The very number one step is here's how much money I have, how much of it should be in my emergency fund, how much of it should be allocated to buy a paycheck, how much of it is left over that I can go risk with in things like stocks or bonds or real estate or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, trying to get the information out on this, it, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, um, you know, I was an army medic for 25 years and I've been in the health industry for a very long time. And I was in the fitness industry as well with eating right, exercising and stuff. And it kind of makes me think about people are so they, they think in order to get out of uh, an illness, they have to go to the doctor, spend hundreds, tens, hundreds, thousands of dollars, get all these medications, get all these treatments. When Really what you need to do is keep it more basic and just start feeding yourself right. Because I see people come into the hospital and get all these treatments, but they still don't feed themselves right. They're not they're, they're not taking care of the basics. And yeah. you're basically going back to the basics, but it's hard to sell. Why? Because like the health industry is up against big pharma. You yeah. as a financial planner are and you know are, are up against all these big financial companies. They have all these, they've been there for years. They've been doing their marketing. They got yeah. everybody swindled into believing uh, that this is the only way to go and give us your money. And I joke about all the time. I'm like, one of the biggest companies runs these commercials. We've got a trillion dollars under management and 12,000 offices. We don't just hurt people. We hurt people in 12,000 different locations, right? (laughs) Exactly. They're they're not doing what's best. They have disclosures on their website basically saying, we're going to steer you into mutual funds that give us a kickback and not do what's best for you. They just don't really show you how to find those disclosures. I've got copies of them. Mm-hmm. I can give everybody. Now, you and I were both in the nutritional industry, right? I owned a gym. Um, you were in the fitness. I went to I school to be a naturopathic doctor for a while in my 20s. Didn't finish. I went a different direction. But nutrition and fitness are a passion of mine. One of the ways I teach this to people to show what's wrong with the industry is, should anyone ever be looking for just a single food? And they just eat one single food every day, every meal for the rest of their life because it has everything their body needs. Probably not. I mean, mm-hmm. kale might come close, but really, good Lord, living a life of abundance. Imagine eating kale every I day. Avocado is pretty damn amazing. but Avocado is amazing. I live in California. Amen to avocados. Mm-hmm. Um, nutritional planning is the combining of the proteins and the fats. And I'm not even sure we need carbohydrates, but the, mm-hmm. the proteins and the fats and the, the vegetables and the vitamins and the minerals and all of that, right? It's the combining of all of the things that the body needs into a nutritional plant, right? Right. Where the financial services industry has ended up because of marketing and because of what's profitable for advisors is that the answer to every single problem is securities. Hmm. Now, in, in securities, which is a weird word because they're that's where you can lose money, so I don't know why they're called securities, but in securities, you have different types, stocks, bonds, REITs, ETFs, mutual funds, that's all fine. But 
you've heard this, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Mm -hmm. And then the entire industry comes along and says, nah, 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 just have one basket, but put a bunch of different eggs inside of it. Just buy the basket called securities, and then we'll have a stock, we'll have some bonds, we'll have some ETFs, some REITs. Okay, so you have this carton of eggs, and one of them's a duck egg, and one of them's a quail egg, and one of them's a chicken egg, and one of them's a platypus egg. I can't believe platypi. Is that right? Platypi, they lay eggs? I don't know what the... Nothing weirder than the name, name platypus than the plural of platypus is platypi. Right. What most people have when they come to my firm, what most people have, we look at their pie chart, and it's like you got a little bit of large caps, some small caps, some international, and I'm like, Every single thing in your life, besides what's in the bank and in your home equity, is sitting in securities. You have a whole bunch of different eggs in one basket, and there's another world out there of cash value life insurance, of um, structured notes, of annuities, whether growth annuity or income annuity. You have modified endowment contracts. They don't even, they just basically have protein, and that's it. Like protein's the answer to everything nutritionally. You don't need vitamins, you don't need vegetables, you don't need anything. And what my job is what my what my podcast renovating retirement does and what our company does is come along and say how can you pick the best options if you don't even know what your options are and wally you've probably heard me say this i have an episode called popcorn retirement i'm fine in other industries if people push their product you know like you walk into mcdonald's and say i want a i want two big macs three fries and seven cokes I don't think it's the cashier's responsibility to look across the counter and say, well, you're fat. You should have a salad. They just sell it to you, right? right. It's one meal, right? Mm -hmm. It's one meal. And that's what they're taught to do. That's what they're taught to do. And I, I don't think there's a moral issue. That's why I'm not going after the fast food industry mm -hmm. with offering something unhealthy because it's up to the consumer whether they consume it every day or not. Like Supersize Me, the movie, right? He right. showed like if you eat it every day, it kind of becomes problematic. I do have a problem when the SEC, uh, the United States, each state allows brokers, which I call joker brokers, to have somebody work 30, 40 years that they could never get back, come in with their entire nest egg, and because their company wants to sell mutual funds, they're allowed to say, well, you should buy mutual funds, and they get steered into what's not best for them because that's what the company sells. Like Pizza Hut should be allowed to sell pizza, no problem but should really should be able to take someone's mother or someone's life savings and say, well, you should gamble it all in the stock market because that's what we like to sell here. That's the issue. That's where I stood up to the industry and said the industry needs to repent and created a show that now has 149 episodes uh, kind of calling the industry to account and teaching the consumer everything they need to know so that you know more than your financial advisor in the first place. But also one of my main tenants that you've heard me say is, Nobody really wants an advisor. Like, if you're driving your car, Wally, would you rather be alone with a clean windshield? Or would you rather I put a blindfold on you and I sit in the passenger seat and shout out instructions and tell you what to do, but you can't see while you're driving? Yeah, no fun. No fun. Like, who wants an advisor? Who wants to not be able to see and have someone tell them what to do, which is basically the entire financial planning industry. We flipped that on its head and said, no, let's do windshield financial. Let's do windshield planning. Let's just everybody's a genius when they see clearly. And so for instance, you know, since we're not working for one of the companies that forces us to sell you only mutual funds, we might say something like, okay, you need $5,000 a month income to live in a totally abundant life. Would you like that to be maybe income that we're gambling in the stock market where it can be reduced in the future or possibly go away? Or do you just want to purchase a paycheck and have it be guaranteed for as long as you and your wife shall both live or whatever, right? What do you think most people say? Yeah, I want a guaranteed paycheck. Take the guaranteed income, right? Or hey, if you're going to leave money sitting around for emergencies, do you want it in the bank making seven tenths of a percent, or would you like to have it over here where we're averaging three point, you know, three or four percent every year? Plus, if you die, your family gets twice as much. Plus, if you go into long-term care, this insurance company will pay for it. But whenever you need the money, you can get it back with no penalty, so it's totally liquid. They're all very simple decisions, which is why I say we take something complex and make it simple. All we're doing really is choosing not to hide the other options from people that every financial advisor hides because they want you to buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. So I know people are asking the question, I'm asking, or maybe they aren't, but I am. And I know you've got an episode or two or a series of episodes that fully explain, how do I buy this paycheck? Where do I, wh What's the process? 
what do I have to do? Yeah, I've got a number of episodes that cover that. So if you look at my titles, if you go to renovatingretirement.com or if you use the PodCoin, you're the one that just told me about this app where you get paid to listen to podcasts, which sounds awesome to me. Um, I might retire right now and just sit and listen to podcasts all day long and try to get paid. That'd be a life of abundance. I started listening to my music on there too, just for the heck of it. Of course you should. You should. Why not get paid to listen to it? Was it one point every 10 minutes? Yeah, something like that. Right? I'm like, could I get any yeah. more narcissistic? I just listen to my own episodes and make money on it. Drive up my downloads there and make money. Go. But yeah, I mean, if you go look at my titles, I love to title shows. You know, what if a giant chicken ate your spouse? Uh, depends may be a large part of your retirement, but not that kind of depends. I mean, mm-hmm. I love to title my shows. Yeah, they're great um, titles. You will see shows called income accounts, right? You'll see shows called six types of annuities and how to... Um, and how how they each work or things like that right you can tell from the titles or how to how to receive a guaranteed income for life things like that uh grip planning g-r-i-p which stands for um guaranteed retirement income plan there's a number of places people can go to find that or they could just go to um watchcharlie.com my youtube channel and look for the video on income accounts so if you scroll down you know you go to watchcharlie.com you see a ton of videos you just scroll down until you see one called income accounts I always talk about this because the build it is the foundation. We always have to lay a foundation before you build the framework, right? The build it in case accounts, income accounts, and increased accounts are splitting up your money into the three pieces, knowing how much should go into each one first comes way before what should I buy, which is where most other advisors start. Like, what's your risk tolerance? Okay, we'll do this in bonds and this in stocks because that's all I want to sell so I can go play golf. Stupid, right? Mm -hmm. After build it is tested. And I'll talk about this real quick, and then you can tell me how much time I have left because I'm long-winded. The test it is the stress testing. Remember the remember the crash test dummies? Oh, yeah. Where they stick, stick them in a car and destroy a perfectly good Mercedes that I wish I had because they want to drive it into a wall and see if these dummies break their neck? Mm-hmm. That's actually kind of compassionate. It feels wasteful, but it is kind of nice that they're breaking dummies instead of us, right? That's called stress testing. Well, I believe financial plans should be stress tested. So when someone comes to us, we always stress test their current plan to see if it's perfect. And then when we build a plan for them, we want to stress test it at the end to make sure we've done our job. Does that make sense? Yeah. So my stress test is called the five lives of retirement. I don't know whether you're going to have a long life, short life, rough life, sick life. And as you move into the next life, what are things going to be like? So we just very simply, any financial plan someone brings us that they already have, or any financial plan that we build from the, from the in-case income increase model, Let's just test it and say, what if you have a really long life and you guys live till you're 120? What does your income look like? Do you run out? Is it guaranteed? And you either pass or fail, right? Mm. What about a short life? One of you passes away. You and I were talking about this earlier. Your pensions, you, Wally, your pensions don't continue for your spouse, right? Right. So if you die and you didn't have a short life answer for that, (laughs) life insurance or something, she'd be in pretty bad shape. And so would your family, right? No income or whatever, lower income, short life. Rough life, emergencies, sick life is a big one. Long-term care. I Stocks, bonds, and mutual funds don't give you anything for long-term care. Like if you get sick and you're paying eight, $9,000 a month in a nursing home for the last two years of your life, the basic financial advisor's answer to that is spend down the money in your portfolio. And when you run out, you go into a Medi-Cal facility or Medicare facility and you share a half room with somebody else who's dying and you guys can moan each other to death. No, that's not abundant, is it? Not at all. Abundant would be you have your private room wherever you want with the best doctors because you planned ahead and someone else is paying for it. Sick life, that last two, three years of your life where you're fading out because most of us don't just drop dead, is where most people see the most benefit from our type of planning because almost every tool we use comes with a giant pile of money that somebody else will pay if you go into long-term care. And stocks, stockbrokers don't even offer that. Most money managers don't even offer that. So long life, short life, sick life, a rough life, sick life in the next life. The next life is just, what are you going to leave behind? Some people don't care. Mm-hmm. Some people say, I literally don't need any income. I just want to maximize what I leave behind to charities and my kids, right? I'm just saying the five lives of retirement is the way you look at your current financial plan or one we build to know whether it's complete and whether it's good. And you need to pass all five of those. And that's simple. You understand? Because how could somebody, before they have the test, look at their financial plan and go, well, is it good or bad? Especially... If it's based on stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and you have no idea how they're going to perform. That's a bunch of mystery, right? Yeah. And you tell me if you agree, but mystery and risk, I don't believe create a life of abundance. Guarantees and safety and knowing exactly what will happen 
in all five lives of retirement and that your family's going to be okay, I believe allows you to relax into a life of abundance and go, what do I want to do with my time today? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I love spontaneity. I love the mystery of life in general. But when it comes to something as serious as my family, uh, I don't leave much to chance. I, I really, it's it's part of living a life of abundance. It's the whole process. It's like I was, we were talking about earlier when somebody asked me, Wally, what, did you, what do you do to be able to live the life that you live? And it's not what I do, it's what I did. It's everything yeah. that brought me up to this point and what I will continue doing. And every time I have a conversation with you, I realize I've got more work to do. I'm not done. There's still things that I need to cover down on and I need to make sure that I have in place. Uh, and so many people put this off because they're like, well, I can't afford an extra $20 out of my paycheck or something of that nature. Guys, this, this is just one of those things that if you don't do it, anything can happen. And then look what you're leaving behind. You got to pay close attention to that. And there's a whole world, there's a whole wing of financial planning that I went and studied and mastered called wealth transfers, where anyone who thinks they can't afford what they need we can typically go find that by helping them lower their bills or lower their taxes or lower their mortgage or, or contribute less to their 401k when they're not being met. We can like, if, if somebody needed four or $500 a month to own the life insurances that would take care of their spouse, if they died to cover their long-term care or to invest so they could retire sooner or better, we can usually go find that and keep their budget neutral anyway. Mm -hmm. Some financial, you know, financial planning is chunks and streams. Sometimes somebody comes and says, I'm retired. I have $500,000 in an IRA. What do I do with it? But sometimes it's the person who's still working that hasn't saved enough that says, I got to catch up, right? right? Or if I pass away, my spouse is in trouble and we need to deal with those streams, the monthly streams of money, right? 200 bucks a month, 1,000 a month, 20,000 a month if you own a bunch of rental properties, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. My message, especially on this show, my message is if your retirement is based on the stock market performing the way it did while the baby boomers were working now that they're retiring at $10,000 a day. So the market went up when they were putting money into the market. What's going to happen when they take money out of the market? I don't know, but it, sh it won't look exactly the same as from 1970 to 1999, right? Mm -hmm. If your entire retirement is based on gambling, that the market will behave the same as it did when the biggest group of people were working are now retiring, you're not going to be living a life of abundance. You're going to be living a life of gambling. Gambling's fun when you do it with money that you can afford to lose, right. which is why in case income increase is so important. Have your emergency fund, have your paycheck that pays all the bills for the life you want to live. See what's left over. You want to gamble with that? Knock yourself out. I like gambling too. I take mm -hmm. a certain amount of money with me to the casinos. I either win or I lose it and I go home and I loved it. Right. Yeah. And I got free drinks. Woo, 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 yeah, right? no, that was always my strategy too. I'd put in, let's say 20 bucks into the slot machine. I win 25. I put 20 in my pocket and keep playing with the other five. You know, that way I never lose. I, I don't walk out a loser. No. And, it, and it's an abundant life when you've already chosen that ahead of time. And my, mm -hmm. my build it plan is basically just that it's just saying, well, to live an amazing life, here's the, you know, I've got a, I'll just use a million dollars. It doesn't matter whether somebody has $200,000 or a hundred million, right? Somebody has a million dollars. I use it in my books all the time because it's a nice round number. And they find out that 650 grand needs to go towards emergency fund and buying a paycheck to live the life of their dreams, right? Mm -hmm. You've got $350,000 left over. To be very candid, this is the only time you should ever even consider talking to a stockbroker or having somebody manage your money or putting the money somewhere where it might go up or down, including real estate. Because you actually can afford to lose it. How do you know if you have money in your life you can afford to lose? Because the guaranteed incomes that are coming in cover the lifestyle you want to live for the rest of your life. And that's the key right there. The lifestyle you want to live. Yeah. If you're trying to live off of a portfolio. And the reason people are confused. I'm not blaming people. And I don't want people to hear that I think your financial plan is stupid or you've done a bad job. That's not true at all. It's the industry's fault because we had this thing called the 4% rule, which came from William Bengen, uh, who's from San Diego, by the way, and he won a Nobel Prize for it. And he looked at all the 30-year periods where you could have taken money out of their portfolio in the stock market and said, you know what? You can take 4% of your portfolio and, and run out of money on the day you die, basically, right? But that was before the 2001 crash, and that was before the 2008 and 9 crash. Yeah. We've had two crashes and a decade of no growth called the lost decade 
since William Bengen did his research, when we go back, and he, I have a podcast episode on this. It's called Four Google Searches You Must Do. There's part one, two, three, and four. I think this is part two, if I'm, if I'm th- remembering correctly. But you just go right to Google and put in safe withdrawal percentage. Safe withdrawal percentage. What you'll find out is that even a, a millionaire today, so you have a million in an IRA, if you want that money to last till you die or have a chance, you can only take out 2.8% before taxes. I don't believe being a millionaire and getting 28,000 pre-tax and having maybe income is a life of abundance. If you flip that over and you buy, like you buy a car, if you buy a paycheck, if you buy an income annuity, because annuities have changed completely in the last 10 years. I used to hate them. Now I love them. Um, that income jumps up to four and a half, five, six, six and a half, seven percent guaranteed. Nothing can change. All of a sudden they've got pensions like you do. Is annuity the answer to everything? No, just like a hammer is not the answer to driving in a Phillips head screwdriver, right? Mm-hmm. It's the answer to one thing that happens to be very important for my type of person, the, reti- the person that wants to retire one day or is retired. It's the answer to having a peaceful paycheck that lets you live a life of abundance. What's the answer to having some fun and having crazy upside potential? Gambling, <laughs> gambling in the stock market, gambling in real estate. Just don't do it until you've figured out what money's left over, what money's extra. That's the message. I carry all the licenses to manage money and buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. I just don't allow my clients to do that until they've purchased a paycheck. I say I would rather not be your advisor and lose the money than have you doing something that's dangerous that I don't agree with, and we just pass on the clients if they don't want to live a life of abundance and they want to gamble with it all. Man. Wonderful. Man, I absolutely love it, brother. We can have this conversation forever. I, I love listening to your show. Like I said, it's super entertaining on top of the fact that the the information is just spot on. I absolutely love it. Where specifically do you want people to go to get more information specifically and get connected with you? Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'm going to do four things, believe it or not. i say how to listen to the podcast, how to watch my videos, how to find me, and then why don't we just offer free books to everybody? Let's okay? do it. So uh, how to reach me, info at l5wealth.com. Why L5wealth for the five lives of retirement? And, and the domain was available and short, and I liked it. <laughs> so info at L, the letter, five, the number, wealth, like gainingwealth.com. Email over, say, hey, I want you to review my portfolio, or hey, I want to learn more about this, or hey, I want to have a conversation with Charlie on the phone. Anything you want. But what I always tell everybody, every time I speak publicly, I give away my cell phone number and say, let's be friends. I, I'm just your friend in the industry, and I happen to know mortgage planning, estate planning, retirement planning, insurance planning, and tax planning, and how to blend them all, right? I'm the inside man, so just get in touch, info at l5wealth.com, and let me know how I can help you in, in any way. It's very There's no pressure. I'm not a salesman. I'm a teacher. You'll find that out really quickly. It's an enjoyable conversation. The other thing is how to find the podcast, renovatingretirement.com, if you'd like to listen online. Renovating, like renovating, like build, uh, beating up, uh, destroying a building and building it better, because I feel like that's what needs to happen in the industry. I do, I do now offer my podcast with a disclosure, Wally. Um, I'm a little bit the Monty Python of retirement planners, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A little edgy, a little crazy. I'm singing songs. There's chipmunk voices. You'll hear Mr. T from time to time. And then some podcast episodes are completely satirical where I was in a mood and can't believe I even recorded it. But hey, people like it. So don't expect your dry, you know, here's what a mutual wealth fund is. There'll be a lot more singing than that, right? But the education, Wally can attest to, that I mix into the edge of attainment is is sound. And if you read the comments, there's, you know, I think the show has a, a ton of five-star ratings. If you read the comments, you can get an idea of what people think. So either renovatingretirement.com or just use, you know, your iPhone or Android. Download, you know, CastBox or PodCoin. Is that what it's called, right? PodCoin, if you want to make money listening to my show. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty awesome. Tell yeah. people, you're getting, you're getting wealthier just listening to the show. What a great financial planner I am. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you can do that. Um, also, if you want to see me, again, my, I don't focus on professionalism because I think that's what's wrong with the industry. People wear suits and then they deceive you and have you do things you shouldn't do. So if you look at my videos, they're not based on professionalism. They're based on uh, education. Um, pretty casual. It's me in my kitchen with a dozen eggs, dropping them on the ground, teaching a point. You know, it's me uh, stripping down to a t-shirt, showing that people can still tell the truth without a suit, whatever. WatchCharlie.com is where to see my videos, Wally. www.watchcharlie.com goes right to the YouTube channel. Now, let's have them email you. I don't know how you like people to get in touch with you, but if anybody wants a copy of either of my books for free, Renovating Retirement is one book. 
uh, and then the two ways to be debt free and heck they can have them both for free, whatever. Um, is there a place they can email you and say, Hey, give me Charlie's books yeah. and we'll deal with it from there. Wally at men of abundance.com. So Wally at men of abundance.com. Both of my books are short. Some people say they should be called booklets. I think one of them is 62 pages. The other one's 27. Um, very interesting topics. One of them is why you should never, ever, ever, ever pay off your mortgage. The other one is the renovating retirement book where I'm, uh, teaching kind of the in-case income increase and calling the industry to repent and then gently calling you to repent. And what I mean by that is to take control of your own finances because no one cares more about your money than you and kind of show, put you in the driver's seat, uh, so that you're not being pushed around by an advisor, but you're making the advisor do what you want for you. Um, they can have both those books for free Wally. If they just email you at Wally at men of one more thing that's really essential. Um, we do business in all 50 states and we do it virtually on purpose. And the reason, here's why. Because I'm a part of a group of 850 of the top advisors in the entire country at the number one, uh, they call them independent marketing organizations, but the number one group of advisors in the whole country. And almost everybody is local where they have a local office in Cleveland or in San Diego or in Topeka, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. What I noticed in the industry, one was like, I'm doing something totally unique that's not available, but what are the chances, if, if the listeners just think about the city they live in, what are the chances, seriously, what are the, what are the probabilities that the greatest financial mind in the country on mortgage planning, estate planning, retirement planning, insurance planning, and tax planning happens to live in your town and pay rent to have a brick and mortar and put out signs and advertisements so that you can find them? Mm -hmm. And if you were lucky enough where that person did live in your town, what does that mean for every other person that lives in every other town in the United States that they would have an inferior retirement? So we switched completely to a virtual model because financial planning is just the exchange of data. Wally and I are looking at each other right now, literally on video. We're only going to publish the audio, but we're looking at each other's faces on video. We have the technology today through Zoom or whatever it is um, to look at each other and give you the best financial planning on the entire planet without ever shaking hands. If you want to meet us in Hawaii or San Diego, where we do have offices, love it. Come on out. But we can give you a better financial plan than anybody in your city virtually. And that's important to know. Yeah, that is extremely important to know. Just like the dating scene. You know, you don't have to go out to a smoky bar, you know, to find your your favorite, you know, the, the, the person of your dreams. You I didn't have to. It. That's my point. And not some of the best relationships that I know uh, were from dating sites or somehow met online. It's beautiful. Exactly. That's the world we live in, guys. Find them online, meet them at the smoky bar for the first date, call the drive the break, call the home the second date, and then kiss them. There you go. That's <laughs> the way to do it, man. There's there's the plan. That was beautiful, man. Absolutely love it. You know, Charlie, just from, from day one, uh, you and I got connected and just had a great time, really connected. I love what you do. I love the way that you do it. I love that you call them joker brokers and that you have a vendetta against the industry. You're just a bad guys good, coming after the bad guys. Yeah. I love it, man. I love everything about it. So, you know, just go out, live your life of bonus brother. Keep paying it forward yeah. because you are in fact making a huge difference, man. Thank you. All right, guys. So, you know, I like to leave you with an action step. Number one, Please do me a solid and share Men of Abundance. Share it with everybody you come in contact with. And make sure you get in contact with Charlie and his team because they are absolutely amazing educators. They will set you on the right path and make sure that you're setting your life up so that you can truly live a life of abundance. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and guys, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.